0: Welcome to Jaguars Thursday. Tony Baselli bring you expert insight and analysis of your Jacksonville Jaguars. We're still in a really good cap situation. We can afford to be aggressive going into this free agency and and try to finish off what we started. Now to get things started, here's the host of Jaguars Thursday, J.P. Shadrick.
1: Convention Center in Indianapolis. It's Jaguars Thursday. JP Shadrick, John O'Shea, Coming up a little bit later, we'll hear from Pete Prisco, CBS Sports senior writer, and Pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor, both in uh, Indianapolis. Almost oh, said Nashville for some reason. Really? Well, you can find it here probably. Uh, here we are in Indianapolis on Radio Row at the Indiana Convention Center. In the midst of the 2018 NFL Scouting Combine, the on field work is beginning. The bench press in this room behind us here, the Uh, The fan experience is kind of in the midst of where we are. They have the Super Bowl rings, the Lombardi Trophy behind us, and then uh, you can actually, the fans can go watch the bench press for each position group that rolls through behind that. It's the podiums for the press conferences. On the other end of the world is the media center where all the writers are are sent up in the corner there. Uh, So it's a big, uh, it gets bigger and bigger, the footprint each and every year here in Indianapolis.
2: That's true. Yeah, <laughs>
1: people come out yeah. just for that. It's, it's really quite a they for that. You know, it, and we've talked. Uh, we've had so many guests on Jaguars.com uh, so far in the last couple of uh, days. In fact, and folks who've been at the combine for decades, covering this event when it wasn't really even an event to cover, and to see this thing grow to over thirteen hundred credentials is pretty remarkable. From it was just a few writers. Going into the lobby of the Crown Plaza. Well, I'm not
2: even sure how to describe the transformation. It's uh, you hear stories all the time.
1: Am I not on? Well, you're on. We'll talk. Okay. Yep. Um,
2: you hear stories all the time about how it's changed, and it's it's changed from a degree to where at one point it, I'm an I'm a newbie when it comes to the combine, and yet my first was in 2001, and I can remember when there were no press conferences. And you literally sat in a media room, and there were no podiums. Uh, They didn't bring players the first year I covered, which was 2001. And in order for me to talk to Tom Coughlin, I chased him in the snow, (laughs) caught up with him as he was—I think I I talked to him from like 545 to 5—or maybe earlier in the day— but for 10 minutes before he walked into Mass at the Catholic Church across the street. So, And we talked, and that was how you did it. It wasn't unusual that I was doing it that way, and that was the big interview. There was no t- uh, Wednesday, uh, get your GM, get your head coach. You often got them, but it was not the event that it was. And now to have it go to where there are, it's a standard thing for all coaches and GMs, or most coaches and GMs, to talk. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the staggered times for the players today and events. It's To have this part turn into a scene where we're sitting here and watching uh, me eat pizza. You can watch meaty eat pizza, <laughs> JP. Um, They're good I, at it. It's, yeah. it's over the top, and I don't see an end in sight. And now you've got the fan experience. And over there, uh, NFL legend Mark Brunel is over there talking. So... It's a scene. It's a scene, man.
1: And it gets bigger and bigger each and every year. I mean, the, the interesting thing will, will, will be when, whenever the Los Angeles facility and all that is done, does this move out west? Do they change? dare change it? Because it's been the tradition to have it here in Indianapolis.
2: Well, you know, I guess it probably will because every time you say never with this thing, it goes beyond. I can remember in uh, 2000, I think the first year they televised was 2004. And I can remember in, in uh, 2002, 2003, there was, you know, to get this thing televised to where they were televising the drills was, you know, it it was messing with something holy. It, this was never going to happen. This was a football hardcore event. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of televising it was, as I said, it was breaking a sacrament, if you will. So then they did it. And afterward, they realized, wow, it encouraged players to run. I mean, the big news this week is the USC quarterback, Sam Darnold, not throwing. He's not doing anything. Well, that was just how it was before. And it wasn't only that quarterbacks didn't run. I mean, our quarterbacks didn't throw. It was that nobody who was remotely fast ran here. Mm-hmm. And absolutely not. Well, now nobody doesn't run. I mean, it, it's everybody runs because... Now it's a perceived competition. Now the players come in and, and say, well, I'm a competitor. I like that. Well, they were all competitors back then, too. That's right. But they thought they competed a little better in their home field. So that's a long way of saying, I guess at some point they'll probably change out of Indianapolis. But I think it will be a hard pull because there is an element of this that the teams consider important. that's still about the medical. It's still about the player interviews. There's such a routine here. The wheels are greased. Yeah. Everybody knows how to get around here. And I think it's going to be a hard sell to get that element moved to an unknown because this is a, a logistically very complex event. And this is
1: just talking to some folks in the medical field uh, last night, actually, here in Indianapolis. That's the root of this thing, the medical um, uh, exams. And, and that's when some teams got together way back and decided, hey, let's do this as mm-hmm. a collective group, and, and that will save us some cost, and we can figure out who's got issues and this and that, and, and put it all together. That's really where this thing started. And then the on-field testing thing right. came a little after that, and, of course, it's, it's, it's grown from there.
2: But, and hey, you know, enough, and got, one of the big reasons it was here at first yeah. was because it was a central location, easy to get to. That's right. Well, can you, you know, And that was back when it made no money. Well, now that it has a chance to make money, I don't think they're going to be quite as concerned about it being a central location with snow.
1: That's true. And ice. Yeah, and L.A. does not have either one of those. Last I checked. Right now, if you
2: put it in, you know, China, if it drew, it makes money. Yeah, it'd be fine.
1: They'll uh, they'll do it. Uh, but if you ask any executive that's walking around here uh, this week, and they're all here from every NFL team, the medical's the number one thing that that they're here for is to make sure that if there's any injury, what it is, to what extent it is, each team has a grading system of some type for mm-hmm. the injuries so when the draft day comes around and there's a question mark, they can look at the, the history from here at the Combine or earlier or, or later or whatever. And the reason that's
2: important, JP, is, it, and, you know, I didn't understand this until it was explained to me. Um, you would think, well, a medical on a guy, you could just have one doctor do the medical and then a report goes out to every team. But these teams are very specific in what they're looking for, and they want to have a scenario where their doctor has had hands on a mm-hmm. guy so that when they're sitting there on, on draft day and looking at a guy, if they have a question, they can call this guy back in and say, what did you think of this elbow, this whatever? So it, it's not a case where that is ever, I don't think will ever be, scale back to where it's less of an important part of this event they want to have somebody who can answer that question for them in their language with what they want
1: yeah, and different doctors and different teams have different opinions of, of sure. different injuries. interests and that's just how it is uh... so early in the week you mentioned uh, dave caldwell doug marone the the gm's and coaches for most of the teams uh... speak at the podium early in the week uh, starting on wednesday uh, the bulk of them finished up today. I think Marvin Lewis is tomorrow. He might be the last one of the coaches and GMs to go, and he's on Friday morning. Uh, but it kind of, it's turned into an off-season uh, big point in the off-season, really, mm-hmm. for for every NFL team going in two weeks away from free agency, um, a, a little over a, a month, well, two months away now from the draft. A big scouting event here, of course, at the Combine. So it, it's a big piece of the offseason calendar, and it sets the tone a lot of times because you haven't heard from a lot of the brass from a lot of the teams since the end of the season. Really. Well, that's the big
2: difference. And it, it's, uh, there was a point in time where you could conceivably go from the end of the season until the draft and not a talk to your – I'm sorry, not the draft, but the owners' meetings where most coaches talk. End of March. At, right. End of March. Um, and that still happens with some teams. There are some teams who simply do not put their people out here. But for the most part, the great majority of teams put their guys here because it makes sense. You're a couple of weeks away from free agency, and there are, t- uh, there are a couple of teams yesterday that announced certain players being released. It is a time when... The coaches and the GMs have looked at the previous season, mm-hmm. and they're far enough down the road of looking at who they might be looking at in free agency or the draft to at least speak intelligently and get a feel for what's going on. So it's become a real news point. The last two days, huge news points in the NFL cycle.
1: And it's funny, talking to Judy Batista earlier on Jaguars.com live today. It's available on the website uh, that is, you know, that could all change in two weeks. The you sure. could, everybody's talking about free agency and and draft. Who, you, who you're looking at with the so and so pick? Well, well news doesn't all change in to two matter weeks.
2: for it to be news in the NFL, that's uh, so, so Correct. <laughs> which is what you see <laughs> at the combine a lot. I mean, and uh, mock drafts don't have to matter. News doesn't really have to matter. All the speculation. This is a time for speculating and for you know sort of uh, spouting out about things that could change in a week. But hey, that's why we're here.
1: The Biggest headline from Dave Caldwell, the Jaguars general manager who spoke on Wednesday, the biggest headline from his conversation with the media was kind of clarifying the Blake Bortles situation to a national audience. We in Jacksonville have heard uh, a lot of reasoning why. And, and of course, the the three-year extension for the Jaguars quarterback. Uh, But Dave Caldwell earlier this week explained a little bit more here in Indianapolis.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, the narrative about him and the perception about him is much different. We based our decisions on facts. And if you look at him statistically through his first four years, um, you know, everyone said, well, he was doing it, but they weren't winning games. Now we're winning games. And I was like, well, the stats aren't what they should be. So um, all I've heard was that we can't have a winning season with them. We can't make the playoffs. We can't win the division. We're going to be one and done in the playoffs. And he's just proven them wrong on, on a lot of those bases, not just him, but the team. So, um, so this isn't a, he's not a placeholder. This wasn't a, a decision where he's going to be here for, you know, a year and we're going to be keeping our eyes out. Um, we'll always look to upgrade our team everywhere, but uh, this was a decision for the future of that uh, this is a guy that can grow into our, our the guy for a long term. So
1: there's the money quote. He's not a placeholder of Blake Bortles, and uh, they didn't just do this to, to cut him after a year or two and then move on to the next guy. At least they hope that he'll continue to develop and be the guy for the long term around
2: here. Right, and everybody's parsed out the numbers. The numbers on the contract are such that if disaster would strike, and they would have to go get somebody else. If he's just awful, if he throws five touchdowns and 35 interceptions, then, okay, well, something's got to happen. But within reason, the numbers certainly support what Dave said, that this is at least a, a, a two-year deal. But I think the spirit of it is what he said. They're not looking at this offseason to have somebody compete with him. I don't believe... I, Maybe a day, th- a uh, third-round pick this year on a quarterback, if something happened where it just, wow, this value is incredible. But this whole notion that uh, they're going to take a guy at 29 to be the heir apparent to the quarterback position, uh, that's not their thinking right now. And I think that was made pretty clear by Dave, and uh, I haven't heard anything to contradict that from people I've talked to here. So... He's not a placeholder. He's the quarterback.
1: He is the quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Allen Robinson may or may not be the wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's the other storyline kind of bubbling up around uh, the last few days, at least here in Indianapolis. Free agency opens in a couple of weeks. Uh, There is the franchise tag out there. Doug Marone said that, oh, we have some tags available. That doesn't mean they're going to go tag the guy, but they're available. That's not a lie. Um, But, you, this is this is interesting because it's two weeks away. Yeah. They are negotiating here in Indianapolis. Dave Caldwell said that they were going to meet um, the next few days sure. here in Indianapolis, to, and this is where a lot of those deals maybe not get done, but are moved forward ahead of the uh, deadline at the end of free agency or at the start of free agency. So this one is up in the air. This is still kind of a coin toss.
2: Well, and again, because it's a news point, meaning uh, when Dave uh, Caldwell and Doug Marone talked yesterday. Everything that's said in that is is picked apart. It becomes the gold. It what becomes things I refer to in the ozones, which yeah. Um and and Dave, when I believe it was Ryan O'Halloran asked him off the podium about uh the franchise tag in Allen Robinson, Dave said it, it's an option. Well, yeah, it's an option. That's what the League rule said. It's an option. Uh it's also an option for every other unrestricted free agent coming up. So it's an option. Um but several things Dave said after that made you think that it's a very distasteful option if it's an option. He mentioned that the 16 million that you have to use to franchise A-Rob would uh, uh, preclude them or or prohibit them from doing other things in free agency. Well, Dave also said a couple minutes later that they have the cap room to be active on offense in free agency. Well, not if they use that tag on A Rod, they don't. So nope. I suppose that you could get down to a situation where, you're, where the clock is ticking and the franchise tag has to be used, where there could be a moment of, boy, we just got to get him back. But I don't believe right now they're planning to use the tag on Allen Robinson. And I would be surprised, that being said, that means you don't want to use 16 million of cap space on it. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think they're going to use 15 million either. So, where is that number? Where is that cap number that makes sense for A Rob? Uh, I think it's got to be below, pretty well below 16 million. So, this thing's going to get dicey, and, you know, I don't know that it gets done. Yeah, and from his perspective, uh,
1: he might only have one chance to go on the open market as a free agent player. Right. So, you got to use that opportunity when you have it. And from let's his make it clear
2: they don't dislike Allen Ross. I love him. But. I th- I think Dave said yesterday on the podium, it was one of his access points, they have a history uh, with Olivier Vernon's example I used, where they set a price that can't go above it. And they really wanted Olivier Vernon because they bid up to where they were, I mean, mm-hmm. and they were in on a very high-priced free agent. And then they said, well, that's it. Um, they had a certain number
1: on DeMarco Murray as well, and they were going to go past that either So to a smaller
2: if number. You th- If you want to figure out how they're thinking, use those as sort of the jumping off points or or the examples. And you can say all you want. Well, they drafted this guy. How could they let that out the door? Well, you let it out the door when it no longer makes sense financially and with what you want to do everywhere else to have that happen. Hope it still happens because I like A Rob a lot, would love to be around him. I just don't know if it's going to work in terms of the cap. Two weeks of intrigue coming
1: up, and coming up here from Indianapolis, our visit with Pride of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor. He's in town with the NFL legends to mentor the running backs going through the combine. We'll hear from Freddie T coming up. Check out Jack Hennania's Audi Jacksonville on Blanding. You can lease a beautiful new A3 from just 229 a month. Head over today. details. It's Jaguars Thursday from Indianapolis on Jaguars Radio.
0: Experience a night of symphonic hip-hop featuring Grammy winner and hip-hop guitarist Wyclef Jean.
4: Every time I make a run Girl, you turn Saturday, March
0: 10th at Daly's Place. See Wyclef like never before, performing his greatest hits live alongside the Jacksonville Symphony. Tickets are on sale now at daly'splace.com.
4: Wyclef on the bill, yeah!
5: Enjoy your privacy, and you need to protect your family and pets. But you're still putting off having a fence installed around your home, or did the company you called not get back to you on time? This fall, rely on Superior Fence and Rail with over 400 reviews and a consistent 8 plus rating. Superior Fence and Rail has a reputation for reliability. Superior Fence and Rail, where quality matters.
0: SuperiorFenceAndRail.com.
6: Get your game on with Konica Minolta. Let us reshape and revolutionize your workplace of the future with our innovative ideas and solutions. No matter what size your business is, we'll coach you to enhance your productivity and bottom line. Visit us at reshapework.com. Add Conica Minolta to your team for the most productive
7: season ever. Hidden gem at the beaches, the Preserve at Ponte Lakes is a must-see. This is Lauren Brooks for DreamFinders Homes. Do not make a home-buying decision without visiting this community. Located far enough off the beaten path for your privacy, but still close to dining and shopping. Starting in the mid-400s, you'll choose from six new coastal floor plans. The luxury outdoor patio with fire pit and grill is perfect for me. Affordable coastal living only from DreamFinders Homes. Search the Preserve at Ponte Lakes today.
8: At EverBank, we're defined by performance. It's not just lip service. We live it and bring it to you every day through our yield pledge promise, which guarantees your money will earn some of the most competitive yields around. And that promise is yours when you open a yield pledge checking or money market account. We do the legwork while your money performs. It's your money. Make the most of it. Stop by a local financial center or visit us online at everbank.com slash Jaguars. The official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everbank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC.
9: Hi, folks. Frank Frangia here for the best barbecue in town. That's Bono's. And now it's the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All season long, you can get Bono's barbecue at six different locations in Everbank Field. You also get Bono's barbecue at 15 locations all around town with fast, friendly service Clean family restaurants and that great, great taste of Bono's Barbecue. If you want great barbecue, you want Bono's. And remember this: if there ain't a pit, it ain't legit. That's Bono's.
0: Welcome back to the Hananiaautos.com studio. Jaguars Thursday continues right now.
1: We continue from Indianapolis at the Indiana Convention Center. The 2018 NFL Scouting Combine. Jaguars Thursday Radio. JP Shadrick, John Osher, Jaguars.com senior writer. Check out his writing from throughout the week here in Indianapolis on Jaguars.com.
2: Uh, there's a tradition. Can tweet something here, JP? Do you mind?
1: Well, I'm, 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 I go right ahead. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Be, be my guest. I'll, just,
2: I'll be here for you now. That's I'm back in a moment.
1: There's a tradition around here at the uh, NFL Scouting Combine that. Former NFL players, part of the Legends community, come back and help the players through the process. These guys are, are young. They haven't been through this process before, of course. Uh, there's a lot going on. 1,300 media members, bright lights, a lot of coaches barking orders at them, all the stuff, medical checks. So they need some former players to help them through it. We know Mark Brunel has done this in the past. He's here again this year working with the quarterbacks. But Fred Taylor is here this year. I know you, we both caught up with Fred. We'll hear from Fred in just a moment. But... To have a guy like that in the running back room this week, that's certainly not a bad thing for that group.
2: Well, and it was interesting for me to talk to Fred about this because I was around Fred when he broke into the league, 98, 99, 2000. And I was around him. I didn't know him then as well as I know him now. But I was around him for some of the stuff that came down there. Everybody knows uh, the Tank Black situation with him where – fred lost a lot of money because of a bad agent of uh, who who turned out to be a bad guy um and that's the sort of lesson fred said today that he's talking to these guys about and you know we both know fred we know what a good guy he is and how much moments like this mean to him in terms of being able to reach out to people and try to change their lives a little bit which is what he has a chance to do here with these kids because they are kids and he said He would, you know, looking back, you know, not all these guys. He said, I'm not going to reach all these guys. But he figures if he can reach one or two who he can tell are engaging with them and listening and and asking the right questions, then, boy, if he can help them navigate around and he kept using the phrase the 78%, which are the guys who wind up bankrupt, who wind up not taking advantage of this NFL – Uh, You know, that's his goal, and it's a needed thing. And in Fred, they've got one of the right guys in that program without question. Fred
1: Taylor, pride of the Jaguars running back here in
4: Indianapolis.
1: Pride of the Jaguars running back, Fred Taylor with us from the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. Good to see you here in Indy.
4: Say that again, man. That sounds so sweet coming off your tongue, JP. Which
1: one, the pride of the Jaguars running back? I love it.
4: I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Good to see you, bro.
1: I know. It's good to have you here in Indianapolis. Yep. We come to pretty much every year to this thing, I think six years in a row for us. But your first time, at least in this capacity, you right. are a part of the Legends community mm-hmm. helping out the young running backs right. who are here yep. this week as a mentor. How did they reach out, and what have you been doing the last couple
4: of You weeks? know, on the Friday before, so last Friday, they just gave me a shout and said, hey, look, we got this initiative going. We're using the NFL Legends to come out and serve as mentors to the uh to the players and at the time I didn't have the full details but after they cleaned them up uh, they said I'll be with the running backs I was like you just made it that much easier because that's what I know and more than that my experiences I would definitely love to share with them which is what they're asking us to do be as transparent upfront and honest with the guys Um, we just talk to them about expectations expectations of the NFL expectations from you know, the guys who laid the foundations for you guys like myself, you know, the Steve Atwaters who I just did an interview with, you know, the Basellis, just just really the guys before these young guys, uh, letting them know that they have a lot to live up to. Uh, the expectations are for you to come in and be a pro, you know, for you to understand and respect understand that it's a privilege, you know, to play in the National Football League. And I think that will help, you know, their transition when they understand that more so than thinking you know i earned this i i deserve to be here that sense of entitlement that really never worked well with a lot of the young guys so but letting them you know just talking to them about about life the business part of the game uh this new environment with social media just just all that stuff so um they've been pretty receptive so far
1: are there a lot of wide eyes. Are there a lot of questions from the guys? Do you have to reach out to them? Do they come see you? How, what's the process like?
4: Here? You know, I just sort of just coattail. You know, we're uh, I'm going through. You know, the bench press tomorrow. I'll be on the field with them uh, when they're out there. Really, it's uh, there has been some questions. The first question was asked by Saquon Barkley. Okay, okay. what do you asking? Just just a bright guy, bright bright kid. Uh, you know, they were talking about making an impression because each group. Has a, a four four scouts that are the group leaders and then two, two uh, uh, legend mentors, so they 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 said, look, you have to go out there and you have to make an impression to the teams. So Saquon, his question was, look, we only got 15 minutes per per interview, you know, with these teams. How do we make an impression and not be rude when we say, hey, we got to get to this next meeting? you know, uh, to make another impression. And the guy said, look, well, everybody respects everyone's time. So you're in there for 15 minutes, but it'll be more like 12. Now that three minutes, you have to get to the next place. That's when you make your impression because you get down there in one minute, you know? So, uh, (laughs) but he asked the question and then uh, Chris Warren, huge kid, you know, talked to me about his dad playing here and him talking with his dad about the NFL, today's NFL. And uh, his dad would just say, look, the game has changed so much, I don't know what to tell you about it. But really the game, the more it changes, the more it stays the same, especially for our position, your instincts and, and getting in there and learn and just being a pro, you know. Fred
1: Taylor with us, proud of the Jaguars running back. Uh, let's rewind a bit here, Fred. The big topic early in this week when, when Dave Caldwell and Doug Marone hit the podium, the first time a lot of the national folks have been able to talk to them since the end of the season. The biggest topic was Blake Bortles' extension and some of the reasoning behind that. I think in Jacksonville it's pretty clear, but on the national perspective here, right. a lot of people needed some more clarity on that three-year deal for Blake. Right. He's there through 2020, and mm-hmm. he's the Jaguars' quarterback. and And Dave Caldwell said the other day, Fred, that he's not a placeholder. And this is not just to get the next guy in here. Right. He's they're hoping he's quarterback of the future. Ron.
4: You know what? When I view, when I saw it come through, I got the notification. Um, I said, that's good. It's, it's good for the organization, and it shows that the guys in the front office, they know exactly what they're doing. When, n- numerically, when you break the numbers down, really it's a no-brain. You can go out there and chase a guy and overspend. and What are you going to get? I mean, unless you're get, you know, bringing in a, a Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or something like that. Uh, statistically, I don't know if there's a guy on the market that's going to give you that night and day that – the fans probably would think they won initially, but when you go back uh, and look at Blake's growth, you know, look at last year in particular, year four, uh, when they made the run through the AFC Championship, everybody thought they would make the Super Bowl. So they pulled a statistic comparing Blake's first four years with uh, Eli Manning, mm-hmm. who won a Super Bowl in year four. Uh, that that comparison, Blake's numbers were better and really everything's about growth. His QBR was better. His completion percentage was better. The INTs looking at compared to the first three years, all of that went down, uh, touchdown the INT ratio. So the growth was there. And I think mainly because a lot of the pieces came together. The defense was outstanding, very opportunistic. He got the ball back to the offense. Blake didn't have to do as much as he had to do as a younger guy. You know, being on the same page, learning his receivers, knowing what they were going to do, those young receivers stepping up. Um, Dropped some balls, caught a lot of balls, right? But the chemistry was there, bringing in Leonard Fournette. Now you got a guy that, you know, you can give the ball to, and, and you can calm yourself. And I think Blake, he, he the maturation showed this year where he didn't force a lot of things. He had a good season. You know, he had a very good, a, a solid season. Um, So, yeah, people are surprised of the move, but I think uh, uh, going forward, I think it was a a smart move. I think Blake is going to come out and play as well as he played last year because we've always said confidence was an issue, and I think he's gotten that back. He's answered a lot of the questions, and he's just got to get out there and do it again and prove it.
1: Prior to the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor with us, this Jaguars run game was the best in football last year statistically. But there was a feel, Fred, in the second half of the season, especially the last month of the season and in the playoffs at times, that they couldn't really run when they needed to sometimes. They didn't have the feel of the number one rushing offense. Why was that? And is it something that that uh, Leonard and the, the rest of that offensive line and all that can, can move on from?
4: No, the, the game is, the run, the run game is it, it's weird. It's amazing <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, just, just game planning changes. A lot of time, the luck of the hole. You know, you go back and say, how did we get through that or how did that happen? It's so much. Statistically, yeah, it's, things slow down some. Um, but what you want to do is, you know, I, I think once you have that the, the threat of the run game, you know, that dictates what the defense is going to do. Uh, the average per carry... You know, all that stuff was still pretty good. The, the overall output statistically wasn't great compared to the first part of the season, but they were still, they were steady. And then you had a few injuries and changes to the offensive line guys in and out. You know, Leonard wasn't as fresh and as healthy uh, as he was at the beginning of the year, still a rookie. You know, you're still talking about rookie wall and a whole lot of that other stuff. So as fresh as he seemed at times, Those guys are tired and mentally bogged down, too. Um, I would hope that they'll improve, you know, going forward in the run game because I still think they have room to grow because Leonard hit it fast. He hit it lights out fast at the beginning of the year. So I'd like to see him uh, increase his output. And and overall, I think uh, Cam coming in, you know, his second year, Um, his awareness is going to be so much greater. The interior guys, they played great this year. Uh, Linder, you know, and when uh, Shatley, and uh, just the whole rotation. So they have depth. They see clearly what they, what they have and what they might want to bring in to, to help those guys. And, uh, and Blake, you know, Blake has to continue to put pressure on the defense, which will help the run game. So I'm looking for all of that to sort of, you know, help all of those guys to help each other.
1: Don't forget about Blake in the run game too. He's got well, the wheels. Blake we need in the, Blake
4: in the run game, and he helped. You know those games where he added forty yards, you no know, fifty yards to to those numbers. You, you can't leave that out. So,
1: okay, Fred, uh, how many more days are you here in Indy? And uh, I know the, the on-field stuff's a, a day away, right? For the running backs,
4: right? The on-field stuff is a day away. I'm here for one more day, okay. so I leave after they're done tomorrow. Um, have a five thirty flight or something like that. So, uh, but I'm gonna absorb as much as I can, as, as much energy from these young guys as I can, and try and share as much as I can with them, and uh, just just have fun with it.
1: If you had to run the 40 right now, holy moly! What will your time See, be? Out of
4: all those questions you asked me, even the Blake Bortles contract question, now I thought I did really well with all of those, and then you asked me about the 40. Yeah. You know, a lot of people like to think, well, Freddie T. You still got it. I don't know if I got it, J.P. I I. I I'm, you know, I'm sort of giving you the long-winded yes, answer. Yes, you are. Right, right. i hoping that the time cut off. I got plenty of battery left, Fred. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. I'm what just could you run? With,
1: What'd you run here when you when you were I, here? I, I didn't run you didn't here, run and
4: here. that's another message I'm sharing with the guy. We had that uh, astroturf back in the day. That thing added a few tenths of a second to your time. Uh, nowadays, they got this fast field turf. You know, I would definitely love to run here if I was, you know, here again now. A 20-year rewind, actually. 4-5. Um, 4-5? Four, five. Four, five. That's what I'm guessing. Maybe mid. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping at least. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way off. Maybe it's 4-7. It might be closer to it's 4 4-4. No way. It ain't none of that. <laughs> so far from that. But uh, yeah, let's be safe and go between 4-5 and 4-7. So I'm going to go with 4-5-1. Respect. The angle all the way between. No. So, but somewhere in there, I don't know. It's respectable. Yeah. Uh, it's always good to see you, Fred. Likewise.
1: And uh, good luck with the running backs this week.
4: Appreciate it. Thank you.
1: There's Pride you. of the Jaguars running back Fred Taylor. We could talk to Fred all day long. 4 5. Huh? Fred's
2: what? 20, uh, 41, 42?
1: Yeah, he's it's 20 years ago, he was at the Combine.
2: You know what? I don't doubt the guy because he's a special human being physically, <laughs> but if he's running a 4 5 at age 42. Maybe he ought to be here. The <laughs> true, true. Yeah, <laughs> no, he he was different. I would, I always told the story. I've talked to Fred about it. His performance of Florida's pro day. Um, you always hear stuff after the fact, and you wonder what well, was really that good. Um, I've gone to probably I don't know fifteen twenty pro days, maybe a few more over the years. The reaction from the scouts when he crossed the line with a four two nine, which is what I always considered. Some people had it a little more, a little less. You don't hear legitimate, whoa, you know, that sort of reaction, reaction where it's not planned. And, uh, that's what it was. He ran the practice field in Gainesville when it, which I had been on many times covering the team. And I remember it was a couple fields away and watching it. And the reaction was, uh, something like I never saw before since it a pro day. He was a different cat.
1: Speaking of different cats, Pete Prisco will join us when we return. PRI Productions, the official event production company of the Jags, has everything you need to bring your next idea to life. Visit PRIproductions.com. CBS Sports senior writer Pete Prisco right around the corner. It's Jaguars Thursday from Indianapolis on Jaguars Radio.
6: game on with conica minolta let us reshape and revolutionize your workplace of the future with our innovative ideas and solutions no matter what size your business is we'll coach you to enhance your productivity and bottom line visit us at reshapework.com add conica minolta to your team for the most productive season ever
7: Hidden gem at the beaches, the preserve at Pontevedra Lakes is a must see. This is Lauren Brooks for Dream Finders Homes. Do not make a home buying decision without visiting this community. Located far enough off the beaten path for your privacy, but still close to dining and shopping. Starting in the mid 400s, you'll choose from six new coastal floor plans. The luxury outdoor patio with fire pit and grill is perfect for me. Affordable coastal living only from Dream Finders Homes. Search the preserve at Pontevedra Lakes today.
5: like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits. Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full time fence installers who can provide first class customer service. No experience? No problem. They'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools to be a top notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career.
4: When you're on the fence, about a fence,
0: SuperiorFenceandRail.com.
3: At Steinmart, we love all the seasons, but football season may be our favorite. And we know our fellow Jaguars fans will agree. Whether you're looking for something for game day or every day, we have the brands you know at prices you'll love. We're honored to be a hometown company with six convenient locations in Jacksonville and proud to support our Jaguars. Visit us in-store or online at Steinmart.com. Steinmart, saving is a beautiful thing.
10: How do you become the best-selling SUV? You make it safe with driver-assist technology. You make it smart with a hands-free liftgate. You make it for game day. And every day. Helping you win at life. That's Ford, the number one SUV lineup in the U.S. over the last 27 years. See for yourself at your local Ford dealer. Based on 1990
0: through 2016 SUV cumulative sales total by manufacturer. Experience a night of symphonic hip-hop featuring Grammy winner and hip-hop guitarist Yclef Jean.
4: Every time I make a run, girl, you turn
0: Saturday, March 10th at Daly's Place. See Clef like never before, performing his greatest hits live alongside the Jacksonville Symphony. Tickets are on sale now at Daly'sPlace.com.
4: Yclef on the bill, yeah!
0: Welcome back to the Hanania Autos.com studio. Jaguars Thursday continues right now.
1: Coming up at Everbank Field Thursday, April 5th, the U.S. Women's National Team will face Mexico in soccer. Get tickets and special VFE packages at ussoccer.com. Jaguars Thursday continues from the Indiana Convention Center in Indianapolis. J.P. Shadrick with John Osher sticking around tonight. I appreciate you. I'm here. Man. We're here for uh, the combine. We visit with A lot of the the national media folks who uh, don't get around to Jacksonville a lot, even in a a winning season like the Jags had, but a guy who's around Jacksonville a lot is Pete Prisco, CBS Sports senior writer. They uh, have a new endeavor with CBS Sports HQ now, a 24-hour channel for CBS Sports. Pete's a big part of that. They have their whole crew here this week, and we caught up with Jaguars Monday co-host Pete Prisco a little earlier today. How many combines is this for you, Pete, now? We've talked about this this week. 25, I think.
11: 25. When I first came here, they used to have a bunch of guys standing in a lobby at the Holiday Inn, and we they bring guys to you. you want to talk to him? Yeah, sure, I'll talk to him. That's what it was. You chase guys down the street. I remember a story about chasing Coughlin down on the sidewalk. And I did chase Coughlin down the sidewalk once, and because uh, he wouldn't stop, and I caught him and asked him about Steve McNair back in the day. Think about that, because they were drafted They was drafting high that year. They're going to take a quarterback.
1: The big storyline around the Jags this week, Dave Caldwell, Doug Barone spoke earlier this week. Everybody wanted to ask about the Blake Bortles extension. What was your reaction when you saw
11: that news the other day? It was a smart decision. Look, is there a twelve million dollar year difference between Kirk Cousins and Blake Bortles? Absolutely not. There is not. So why not bring him back on a bridge? It's technically a bridge contract. If he plays well. Then you go into year two, and if he plays well in year two, then you have a pleasant problem, and you extend him for the long term. So I think it was the smart move. I like what they did.
1: From Blake's perspective, he wanted to get the deal done because he understands that if he were to go out for some reason into the open market, he wouldn't get that really anywhere
11: else, right? No, it, it was a win-win. Rare contracts are win-win for the team and the player. I think this is a perfect situation where both guys won this one. So, yeah, I mean, Blake's happy. The team's happy. They have a quarterback. They don't have to go into the draft having to draft one. They could draft one, but no, it's a win-win for both.
1: The next storyline are the pending free agents. Allen Robinson, Aaron Colvin to a little bit of a lesser degree, but let's start with A-Rob. You get the feel that $16 million on a franchise tag probably isn't going to come from the Jaguars for a
11: No, I don't think it's going to come because that would limit them too much. I mean, they would have no flexibility to go out and do anything if they want to go out in the free agent market and do something. So I don't think they, they will tag him. I think if they can work out a long-term deal with him that's favorable to the team or you know, or at least not a $16 million a year cap number, then I think they would try and do that. If not, then I think he goes elsewhere, and then they turn their focus back to Marquise Lee, and they bring Lee back, and maybe bring Colvin back.
1: From Allen's perspective, though, I mean, you rarely get a chance to see the open market. You think he would want to go check the open market? He might not get the the numbers he's looking for in the open market, though. That's the question coming off a knee.
11: No, and the, the good thing is, is it's a bad for him. It's a bad free agent market for receivers. It's a bad draft for receivers. So that might drive up his price. And there's a lot of receiver needy teams. you got San Francisco, you got Chicago, uh, just off the top of my head. So, yeah, that if I'm Allen Robinson, I'm not taking a, a cheap deal from the Jaguars. I'm going to check the market. But if I'm the Jaguars, I can understand them not giving them a long-term deal or tagging them and locking up $16 million.
1: You think he's back or no?
11: I don't. I don't. I think he's going to test the market, and I think he's going to get a contract good for him because Allen's a good kid. I hope he does get a big contract. But, uh, you know, from the Jaguars' point of view, I'm, I'm not giving him that big contract.
1: Pete Prisco with us, CBS Sports here on Jaguars Thursday at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis. No Baselli this year, by the way, up here.
11: Yeah, well, you know, if he had gotten the Hall of Fame, he would have walked around here like he owned the place, but he didn't get in, so he's got to wait another year. If he gets in next year, he'll come to the combine and and, and fluff his feathers like a proud peacock.
1: Yeah, (laughs) We miss him this year. We'll uh, try to work on that next year. Uh, Aaron Colvin to a lesser degree, is uh, a big deal for this Jaguars defense. How big a deal would that be? It's a nickel corner, for goodness sakes. That has
11: changed over the last few years in the league, the importance of that spot. Well, you're on the field, 65% of the snaps now, so you're a starter. The third linebacker is not a starter. He's a starter. So it's important, but you should be able to draft and develop that guy. I think ideally they'd like to bring him back, and I think ideally he'd like to come back. It's got to be favorable, favorable. I don't think he's going to get cornerback one money on the market. I don't know if he's going to get cornerback two money on the market. So come back, be the nickel corner, prove that you can stay that, do that, and then, uh, then maybe next time you get a big contract. Who are some other corners available? I mean, free agent guys, that would be above him. Well, I mean, Tremaine Johnson will be there. I mean, the, 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 you know, he's from the Rams, and they're obviously not going to bring him back now that they – traded for Marcus Peters so he'd be the number one corner but it's not a great corner class either so you know look from that standpoint but it's hard to pay a guy going from the nickel corner to an outside corner and a number one or a number two corner so I think that would be a problem for him.
1: I'm getting asked a lot this week first time we've really been out since the the playoff run and all that stuff people are asking about the the tail end of that AFC championship game and, and the approach the Jaguars had and the conservative nature of the play calling and all that. we I think we've briefly touched on that in a, in a Jaguars Monday, maybe the last one. But looking back at it now, uh, what could they have done differently in that last football game against New England?
11: Played to win rather than not to lose. I mean, that's the bottom line. They played not to lose in that game. They thought their defense. And, and if their team is constructed the way they thought it was constructed, with a dominant defense, then you should win that game when you're up by 10 in the fourth quarter. I don't care if it's Tom Brady or not. But that's a different animal. you got Brady over there, so you got to continue to play to win. They, they stopped playing to win. And whether it's because people want to say it's because they didn't trust Blake Bortles, that's not true. They didn't trust everybody else on that offense. They didn't trust the receivers to run the right routes. They didn't trust the offensive line who had started having problems in that game. So for me, it's easy to point the finger at Blake, but I don't think he's the one to blame for that. Teams should look back on it. Take a lesson from what the Eagles did. The Eagles never stopped playing to win, and they won the game. Briscoe with us. Uh, Moving ahead
1: now, 29th pick in the first round for the Jags. How many mock drafts have you done already and what do you have going to the Jaguars because it matters so much on
11: March 1st? I've done two already that that don't matter because free agency hasn't even started yet. We don't even know what teams are going to fill and create holes. Uh, I've done two and I'm trying to think who I had. I might have had them taken a tackle in one mock so they could move Robinson or somebody or if if they let Parnell go or something. And then the other one I had him taken. Um, I don't remember who I had him taken, but probably in a, a tight end, maybe. Oh, a tight end, the Hayden Hurst, this kid from Jacksonville, mm-hmm. had him go, had him going in the first round. Do you have to change those every time just to keep it interesting? No, but I try to to make it fun. That's what they're for. They're for fun. They get a lot of clicks, by the way, so people love them. <laughs> people love the mocks. Huh? <laughs> they eat the mocks up. I just did a thing on here on our site where, where I mo- I argued my mock against one of the other kids' mocks they love mocks. Who won? Oh, I always win. You know that. Espacelli. I win every week.
1: It's a strange position, though. Ten straight years with a top ten draft pick. Certainly for our coverage of it is different because we're not worried about the top ten prospects in the draft this year. Um, But from a GM and a front office perspective, I mean, that kind of narrows, it kind of broadens
11: your focus. You have to be ready for a whole lot more players than you would in the first round. Well, yeah. I mean, you also got to Eliminate about twenty guys that aren't going to be there, or at least fifteen of them, anyways. You know you're not going to get to them, so yeah. But you still do the work on all the guys. It, it's hey, that's a pleasant problem to have for an organization. Ideally, you'd like to be drafted thirty second every year in the first round. Yeah, we'll uh, plan on that next year. What's the rest of your week here look like, Pete? What do you got? And how's the new uh, the new venture going, CBS Sports HQ? It is fantastic. It's easy. It's quick, and uh, I, I like I like doing it because I can. Be myself on there, you know. You can When you write stuff, you can't always come across as who you are. On 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 the set, I can come across as who I am. Doesn't work out in print so well. No, huh? No, not all the time. Sometimes, but not all the time.
1: So you got a crew here. You got uh, Jason Lock and four. We're sitting here looking at right now. You got uh, some others in
11: town too, right? Yeah, we do. We got a um, bunch of us are here, and our, our draft guy, Christopher Passo, is here. Um, you know, Joe Corey, our agent, guy is here. We're all. I mean, we got a bunch of guys here. Enjoy the rest of your week, Pete. It's always great to see you. And I, I like seeing you in sport coats or sports sport, coats. Sport, sports coats. Sports coats. Sports coats. Sport coat, Sport coats. That's for you, Bizelli.
1: There's Pete Prisco, CBS Sports senior writer, joining us here in Indianapolis a little bit earlier. When we return, a look around the National Football League, a busy week here in Indianapolis. Experience Everbank Field in an entirely new way and a fully guided behind-the-scenes private tour. Visit jaguars.com for more information. Around the league, when we come back, from Indianapolis, it's Jaguars Thursday on Jaguars Radio.
0: Experience a night of symphonic hip-hop featuring Grammy winner and hip-hop guitarist Wyclef Jean.
4: Every time I make a run, girl, you turn Saturday, March 10th
0: at Daly's Place. See clef like never before Performing his greatest hits live Alongside the Jacksonville Symphony never
4: really knew that dance like
0: this, Tickets are on sale now At, at, daily. at dailysplace.com
4: clef on the bill Yeah
0: Hidden gem at the
7: beaches, the Preserve at Panavita Lakes is a must-see. This is Lauren Brooks for Dreamfinders Homes. Do not make a home buying decision without visiting this community. Located far enough off the beaten path for your privacy, but still close to dining and shopping. Starting in the mid 400s, you'll choose from six new coastal floor plans. The luxury outdoor patio with fire pit and grill is perfect for me. Affordable coastal living only from Dreamfinders Homes. Search the Preserve at Panavita Lakes today.
9: Hi folks, Frank Frangia here for the best barbecue in town, that's Bono's. And now it's the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. All season long, you can get Bono's Barbecue at six different locations in Everbank Field. You also get Bono's Barbecue at 15 locations all around town with fast, friendly service, clean family restaurants, and that great, great taste of Bono's barbecues. If you want great barbecue, you want Bono's. And remember this, if there ain't a pit, it ain't legit. That's Bono's.
8: At EverBank, defined by performance isn't just a tagline, they live it. So if you're looking to buy a house or refinance a mortgage, it's time to call your hometown lending specialists. They're ready to put in the work for you with competitive rates, local expertise, and unbeatable service. Get ready to make the most of your lending experience. Connect with an EverBank mortgage expert by visiting them online Everbank.com slash lending team. The official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Everbank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS,
9: 399805.
3: At Steinmark, we love all the seasons, but football season may be our favorite. And we know our fellow Jaguars fans will agree. Whether you're looking for something for game day or every day, we have the brands you know at prices you'll love. We're honored to be a hometown company with six convenient locations in Jacksonville and proud to support our Jaguars. Visit us in-store or online at Steinmart.com. Steinmart. Saving is a beautiful thing.
10: How do you become the official truck of the NFL? You make it tough with high-strength military-grade aluminum alloy. You make it smart with Pro Trailer Backup Assist. You make it for work. And the weekend. Ford F-Series. Making tough jobs easier year after year. That's how you become America's best-selling truck 40 years straight. Score one at your local Ford dealer.
0: Welcome back to the Hanania Autos.com studio. Jaguars Thursday continues right now.
1: Check out Jack Hanania's Audi Jacksonville on landing. You can lease a beautiful new A3 from just $229 a month. Head over today for details. Jaguars Thursday continues to Indianapolis with the Indiana Convention Center on Radio Row at the 2018 NFL Scouting Combine. JP Shadrick, John Osier, and the, uh, the Jaguars brass spoke earlier this week. The on field. Workouts are about to begin, and so it's going to get really fun around
2: here. John. And more importantly, the Indiana Convention Center, JP, is huge. Massive. And you know how I know that? Because it's a long walk to lunch. <laughs> it, indeed. <laughs> so I is. know for a fact this place is big. It's huge. And it gets, it People love sense. hearing me complain about food, right? It keeps
1: getting bigger and bigger each and every year. It you know. really does. It really, really does. And,
2: uh, you know, I'm a little hungry.
1: Well, let's go around the National Football <laughs> right. League then and get it started then. Read some other people's headlines. Jim Kelly announcing that the oral cancer has returned. And, you know, walking around here today, you walk in the media center, and people are starting to read the news and react to it. And uh, just sad news from Jim Kelly.
2: Yeah, and you know, you never know from that sort of diagnosis, this serious hope. It was a remarkable story as he was coming back from that, and it was uplifting. And... uh. Yeah, I don't know Jim, but you certainly wish him the best.
1: The Los Angeles Rams said here in Indianapolis that they will either trade or release Tavon Austin, the wide receiver. What do you think of that?
2: Um, I think I'll probably get a lot of emails tomorrow about uh, <laughs> Tavon Austin. And, yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, it's tough from a Jaguars' perspective on that, I just don't know that no matter what happens with Allen Robinson, I get a lot of sign-and-trade I mean, not sign-and-trade questions, but a lot of uh, prove-it-deal questions and i I just think the number is going to have to be probably too low for the Jaguars to be interested in in any kind of players that are going to draw excitement from fans on that front. So I'm sure Tavon also plays somewhere he's a, he's a dynamic player uh, but to thwart the questions, I doubt it will be in Jacksonville, but we'll see. i got a feeling the questions are coming
1: right. anyway, John. I right know The way that works. If you thought the Jaguars' quarterback situation was intriguing with the three-year extension for Blake Bortles, what about the Minnesota Vikings? Mike Zimmer, the Vikings head coach today, said if they don't pick the right quarterback, then he'll, quote, get fired. That's pretty much how things go sometimes in the national football. A good football team in Minnesota, but it's a it is a unique quarterback situation there with everything that's happened over the last year or so.
2: Well, uh like Doug Marone, uh Mike Zimmer's a NFL lifer, so to speak. He's been around it, he knows it. And he's right. And you know, if you pick the wrong quarterback, that's what costs jobs, that's what that's what causes major upheaval. Uh it was interesting. Listening to Judy Batista today when she was on our air. um, Sort of uh, considers it a given that Kirk Cousins is probably going to be in uh, Minnesota. It's incredible to hear. Um, Which, as as she said, put that with that team. And uh, they're dangerous.
1: They're good. Teddy to Sam Bradford to Keenum and now maybe to Cousins and forget the rest of them.
2: Yeah, and they're... uh, You know, they apparently think they can figure it out with the cap and go for it in their windows now, et cetera, et cetera. I know there's Jaguars fans out there saying, why don't we, you know, but I don't think that was the route this team was going to take because uh, they want their cap to be healthy for a long, long time. So uh, we'll see how it works out in Minnesota.
1: The Cleveland Browns apparently have 75 draft picks in this draft coming up. Well, they have two of the top four picks, especially. Uh, Browns GM John Dorsey said he's interested in hearing offers for the number one overall pick. He says... My door is wide open.
2: Yeah, call. and uh, uh, he was the guy who said, hey, uh, call me make an offer. We'll see. Which is what, you know, I can, rem- I can remember those days gone by, J.P., when I would ask Dave Caldwell about the number three overall pick and if it was open for trade. Yeah. Those, I don't know why you wouldn't, un- unless you were in a situation like the Colts were with luck or it, where you sort of made your choice six weeks before the draft. If you have a guy like that who's that compelling, who you know you want to build your franchise around, and you sign him early, there have been some years where the draft picks signed before the draft, if you remember. Uh, if you've got that situation, go for it. If not, uh, why not open the door and see what you can get for it, maybe you'll get a King's Ransom.
1: never know uh, in this day and age. Baker Mayfield is here at the combine, working with the quarterbacks, of course. He measured six foot and three eighths at the Senior Bowl in Mobile at the end of January, but here in Indy, six foot and five
2: eighths. He gained a quarter, quarter of an inch somehow. Ah, yeah, Young Baker still growing. He must have be must be eating good, Young Baker, and good it, for him. But his hand measured smaller
1: here at Indianapolis.
2: Well, maybe maybe that's how it works. Maybe if you want to grow, you can shrink your hand. Maybe there's some doctor. He does that. But I don't think he'd want that. As a quarterback, you want your hands to be bigger. So. Yeah, a lot of so guys going the wrong guy.
1: It's funny because a lot of guys from the Senior Bowl to now work on getting their hand bigger with massage therapy and sure. all this kind of stuff. I mean, it's a thing. But his is small. Sounds like
2: Baker went to the wrong doctor. Apparently
1: so. <laughs> I mean, Sam Darnold though didn't have as small of a hand as everybody thought.
2: Apparently. Do they grow, or are they just not as?
1: But it, it, oh, we had a conversation on Jaguars Mondays months ago about Darnold's hands. Uh, And his size, and we were getting on Baselli about it, and showing photos about the hand was tiny on the football.
2: Oh, so that's been—it was a a topic
1: throughout. Yeah,
2: yeah. I didn't know how if there had been some like mid-season measurement. It was
1: below nine and a half, but it wasn't too far below. Oh,
2: good for Stan. So there you go. (laughs) <laughs> uh, we got less than a
1: minute here, John. So our coverage the rest of the week, we'll have Jaguars.com live a couple times tomorrow. Yep. Alex Marvez will be one of our guests tomorrow.
2: That's the plan. I, I believe, uh, I believe John Clayton's gonna join us as well. Cool. Which is, which is always good. And, uh, who knows, maybe we'll do something new. Maybe we'll surprise him a little bit. Sometime.
1: Maybe we will. Keep posted on uh, at Jaguars on Twitter. Uh, John Ogier's social media and mine as well. Max Hockman, Dave DeCandis, our crew back in Jacksonville. For John Ogier, I'm J.P. Shadrick. Thank you for listening and watching. It's Jaguars Thursday from Indianapolis on Jaguars Radio.